I'm author and athlete Brad Kearns. Welcome to the Be Rad Podcast, where we explore ways to pursue peak performance with passion throughout life. Visit bradkearns.com for great resources on healthy eating, exercise, and lifestyle. And here we go with the show. The human genetic requirement for health is to engage in near-constant everyday movement. We are simply not built to sit around. If you're walking around with good muscle mass, good muscle strength, you have asked your organs to perform every time you do exercise. As soon as you start lifting a weight or jogging down the street, right, your heart, your lungs, your kidneys, your liver, everything has to kick into gear to support the activity. And so this concept of technical failure where instead of just working until your muscles can't lift the weight anymore, you become highly attuned to that point where you realize that your form is breaking and that's when you stop the set. Hey man, how's your sexual function? Oh, uncomfortable talking about it? Look, we talk about our injured knees, our belly fat, so it's time to get focused on function. I want to tell you about Gaines Wave. This is a cutting-edge protocol where a handheld device sends low-intensity shock waves into your penile blood vessels to stimulate a healing response and promote increased blood circulation and the growth of new blood vessels. A skilled practitioner puts the Gaines Wave magic wand onto your magic wand, and after a series of 6 to 12 very brief treatments, which are painless but extremely effective, you get real results. Gaines Wave reports an 80% success rate. Now, we know that popping pills is a popular penile protocol, but when you're working with clogged pipes, you just get a temporary band-aid effect when you take prescription drugs. Gaines Wave addresses the cause of age-related decline by stimulating growth factors and activating dormant stem cells. Translation, stronger, harder, more sustainable erections. I learned about Gainsway from my podcast guest, Dr. Judson Brandeis at the Brandeis MD Clinic in Northern California, and there's a robust network of Gainswave providers that you can find on their website near you. Complete a series of treatments, and the beneficial effects will last for a long time, especially if you eat and exercise well to promote overall vascular health. It's a tune-up for your equipment, and while it's great for ED, Gaines Wave is for any man that wants to combat the effects of aging and get a little boost for your A-game. So please visit GainesWave.com slash Brad. That's G-A-I-N-S-W-A-V-E dot com slash B-R-A-D to find a practitioner in your area, and you can take advantage of my special promotion, buy six treatments, and get one free. You have nothing to lose and lots to gain from gainswave.com slash Brad. Greetings, listeners. It is time for part three of this comprehensive overview of the Primal Fitness Coach Certification Course. Learn all about it at primalhealthcoach.com. I promise you a special discount if you tell them Brad Kern sent you. And whether you're interested in this course or not, these podcasts are a great overall uh, summary of some super important topics about a comprehensive understanding of what it means to lead a fitness-oriented lifestyle. So I went into great detail on shows number one and two. We got through the first seven modules of the course. So this 
show will pick up on module eight and we will proceed and eventually finish with coverage of all 14 modules. I think you're going to get so excited and have so much knowledge just from listening to the podcast that you'll be inclined to register for this wonderful online course, the most comprehensive of its kind ever seen on the planet. Here we go. So a quick recap of what I covered in the first course. Hopefully you'll go back to uh, listen to all that. Um, But module number one was talking about this concept of fitness for health rather than fitness pursuits that compromise health, and especially a commentary on how many aspects of traditional fitness programming are inherently overly stressful. And I'm thinking of the group exercise programs that you see in the fitness facilities, uh, group training, and even individuals who are headed out there and performing workouts that are slightly too stressful and turning into a a chronically stressful fitness experience. Um, And we talk about uh, strategies to age gracefully uh, in that first module as well. The second module is about increasing all forms of general everyday movement as perhaps the primary uh, objective fitness objective today, perhaps even more important than adhering to uh, a devoted, disciplined workout regimen. Because again, even if you're a gym freak or a mileage machine, um, you're only training for 5, 7, 10, 12 hours per week. Uh, There's 168 total hours in a week. So what you're doing in the other hours are extremely important. And the human genetic requirement for health is to engage in near constant everyday movement. We are simply not built to sit around. And when we can just sprinkle in assorted other opportunities to move every day, uh, we experience great benefits. Chapter number three was about human posture and movement fundamentals. So you can see how the modules of the course uh, build upon each other. And before we get into learning about squatting and deadlifting, we want to learn simply how to uh, position our skeleton, move our skeleton, do things like standing, sitting, lying down, bending, and extending correctly. So we talk about the positioning of the spine, um, the critical objective to preserve a straight and elongated spine through all manner of fitness and everyday activity. It's a great chapter to give you a, a nice overview. Then we have an entire chapter dedicated to breathing. Uh, You probably heard my show that was dedicated to breathing and the quick soundbite from the author Patrick McCune of the book Oxygen Advantage, where he says uh, the objective is to breathe as minimally as possible through your nose only at all times for the rest of your life. And then extreme detail beyond that. But that's the quick takeaway that this overbreathing is overly stressful. Then we get into chapter five about stretching and talking about the Uh, some of the misunderstandings, the differences between static stretching and dynamic stretching, the proper application of each. Uh, Then we got into chapter six, which is titled Mobility, Flexibility, Balance, and Injury Prevention. And these are skills and uh, exercises that are often overlooked in our fervent pursuit of our primary and most enjoyable fitness goals. So if you're a weekend basketballer, you basically drive over to the park, the gym, you get out, you dribble the ball from the parking lot to the gym, or if you have a leather ball, you just carry it and you step onto the court and you begin playing. Um, Or the runner, (laughs) Dr. Kelly Starrett had a great line uh, in the Primal Endurance online course and all the videos I did with him. And he says, you know, endurance athletes especially, all they seem to care about is time. And it's like saying, 
hey, um, I got to work, I committed to work today uh, in my fastest time ever. Okay, I sideswiped a few parked cars and uh, I got a speeding ticket, but still, right? So um, we want to learn how to do it right and uh, prevent injury and also improve our functionality, our technique, and our performance accordingly by being mobile, flexible, and having good balance and uh, putting into action all these things that prepare us uh, optimally for peak performance. Then chapter seven was a big uh, beast about all manner of uh, the correct approach to cardiovascular fitness and endurance training. We talked about MAF training, MAF, that stands for maximum aerobic function, a term coined by the great Dr. Phil Maffetone. We talked about the importance of aerobic development uh, with a minimally stressful approach so that you continue to build, 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 rather than get tired and uh, plunge into breakdown, burnout, illness, and injury prompted by an overly a stressful approach to endurance training. And so that brings us to module number eight, chapter eight, the benefits and principles and strategies for high intensity exercise. So another beast of a section with a tremendous amount of content that will really give you uh, a wonderful foundation to understand uh, this incredibly beneficial uh, segment of a, a fitness regimen, but one that's often uh, performed inappropriately and uh, causing problems rather than allowing you to achieve wonderful fitness breakthroughs. Um, so we talk about the mechanism by which brief explosive exercise delivers health and fitness benefits because it stimulates a desirable fight or flight response. Um, and you get a spiking, a flood of adaptive hormones like testosterone and human growth hormone circulating in the bloodstream, acting upon target tissues, and prompting you to come back stronger, more resilient, more explosive the next time. And if you kind of uh, miss out or don't emphasize brief explosive workouts in your fitness regimen, you are going to uh, lose it uh, at an accelerated rate over time. And I think a lot of uh, fitness enthusiasts make the mistake of simply focusing on cardio. You go to a large gym uh, and the, half of this floor space is dedicated to uh, banks of treadmills and stationary bikes and stair machines. And I'm wondering like, wait, um, you can go outside and do that stuff, right? You can go uh, a few laps around the park if you want to get a straight ahead steady state cardio. Um, but the gym is the place where, you know, you can get some real work done with all the wonderful contraptions and uh, fitness apparatus. So um, even if you're not terribly interested in this stuff, or perhaps you're feeling a little intimidated or inexperienced, all of us can successfully uh, drift over into that direction of doing something brief and explosive on a regular basis. It's so important for overall fitness and especially longevity because it's widely agreed now, and you hear more and more content about this, that one of the strongest drivers of longevity, perhaps the single best marker of longevity, is maintaining an optimal level of functional muscle mass or more technically functional muscle strength throughout your life. And if you are walking around with good uh, muscle muscular strength status, this suggests, this proves by one look at you <laughs> that you are leading 
a healthy, active, athletic lifestyle and that you are robust and resilient, you have good bone density, and you have good organ function, and you have good metabolic health. Uh, People like Dr. Lane Norton, who's on a lot of podcasts, uh, Dr. Gabrielle Lyon, are um, going deep into this concept and suggesting that we're so obsessed with tracking people's body fat and worrying about how fat we're getting and we're getting less healthy. They suggest that if we turn our attention to muscle mass instead of worrying about fat, uh, that problem will take care of itself. But the real problem, the underlying problem is lack of muscle mass, lack of fitness, lack of muscle strength. So again, you can't fake this. You can't purchase uh, muscles and walk around, although Liver King has been getting accused seriously of having uh, abdominal implants because his six-pack is so impressive. But uh, besides that BS, it's true that if you are walking around a strong, strong person, this uh, proves that you have excellent bone density, hormonal, neurotransmitter, mitochondrial, immune, and cardiovascular function, and especially this very important uh, attribute of organ reserve. And organ reserve is defined as the functional capacity of your organs to operate above baseline level. So if you're sitting in a wheelchair or a hospital bed and your heart is beating and your lungs are breathing and your kidneys are filtering and your liver is uh, dispensing nutrients into the bloodstream, and that's all you got, um, you have uh, you know, a, a, a reduced uh, uh, propensity for longevity because when the organs are challenged to perform above baseline level, like get up out of your chair and walk down the street to the mailbox and you become winded and you become tired, um, that shows that these organs are um, not very resilient. Something like a fall or a surgery, uh, the outcome is poor because you can't handle that uh, that trauma, that stress to the system. Um, in, in contrast, if you're walking around with good muscle mass, good muscle strength, you have asked your organs to perform every time you do exercise. As soon as you start lifting a weight or jogging down the street, right, your heart, your lungs, your kidneys, your liver, everything has to kick into gear to support the activity. And so the organs become stronger in tandem with the muscles. That's the essence of the message here. Uh, hitting a few more bullets of the stuff that we're covering in this module. Um, there's a uh, some comments about how um, you can't exercise your way out of a bad diet. So yes, indeed, it does help to um, burn up some glucose through uh, strenuous exercise, and it mitigates some of the uh, adverse effects of eating this uh, uh, high-processed carbohydrate, nutrient-deficient, high-insulin-stimulating diet, uh, but certainly not all of it, and it's possible to be uh, unhealthy even if you have a sufficient baseline level of fitness. Uh, this is evident in the uh, many tragic stories in the endurance community of uh, fit endurance athletes uh, dropping dead or having heart problems, uh, indicating a poor baseline level of health, even though they're very fit. But by and large, again, if you're walking around uh, strong, explosive, energetic, and able to perform ambitious workouts, you are highly predictive of excellent metabolic health. Um, now, comes the, uh, the the caveats, the warnings that these incredible benefits from performing high intensity exercise also come with an increased risk of breakdown, burnout, illness, and injury because they are pretty stressful and challenging. So 
uh, it's very important to uh, create an optimal stress-rest balance in your workout regimen. And the good news, especially if you're kind of on the sidelines, uh, you're a person who goes and climbs the stairs and watches CNN for 45 minutes a few times a week, but haven't wandered over to the weight section of your gym yet. The good news is, is that very short duration workouts can deliver um, fantastic overall uh, strength, fitness, hormonal benefits. So you don't have to go over there for an hour and work through like the very serious performers are doing. You can go over and do uh, a 10-minute body weight resistance exercise session and get fantastic benefits. We talk about the primal essential movements. You can see Mark Sisson on YouTube talking you through uh, each of the four exercises and the progression exercises that you can do with each one, push-ups, pull-ups, squats, and planks, to where if you're at a baseline level of fitness, you can't do a regular push-up, you start with wall push-ups. If you can't do a regular pull-up, you start with chair-assisted pull-ups. And so you can get the, uh, the fitness stimulation at whatever fitness level you're at. It can just be with your body at first. And of course, then you can uh, tiptoe into the realm of resistance training using safe uh, implements like uh, stretch tubing and then uh, the weight machines, which of course are extremely safe because largely they Uh, protect the torso in a a confined position, and then you start uh, working uh, with your extremities. And so it's within reach of everyone, and going over there and dabbling for just a few minutes can be an excellent start. And then on the the other end of the spectrum, uh, make sure that your workouts don't last too long, because if they uh, are, are difficult and challenging, and they uh, drag on for uh, 40 minutes, 50 minutes, an hour, an hour and 10 minutes, um, they can easily become too stressful, and you're getting the stress hormone circulating in the bloodstream for too long of a duration, so it's too lengthy of a fight-or-flight response, and you'd do better to basically go hard and go home. There are all kinds of different exercises you can do. So some general recommendations like performing sweeping full body functional exercises are the best, deliver the best fitness benefits. So those are things that recruit a lot of joints and muscle groups. Things like the squat or the deadlift uh, or the uh, machine exercises that I've talked about like Doug McGuff's Big Five workout, which entails um, chest press, overhead press, seated row, lat pull-down, and leg press. And he contends that these uh, touch all the major muscle groups of the upper body and lower body in a safe uh, manner where the workout doesn't even take that long. Same with OsteoStrong that my mother is involved in. It's a uh, great um, fitness uh, programming Uh, targeting senior citizens and those wishing to preserve bone density. So they have centers uh, opening up all over the country, the world. And you walk in there and there's only four machines, these goofy looking contraptions that don't even look like stuff in the gym. Uh, But when you proceed through these four exercises, you are getting a total body stimulation. Uh, You're prompting uh, preservation or improvement of bone density, and you're working all the major muscle groups. So it's not that complex, people. You don't have to learn 17 different exercises. Um, if your trainer wants to take you through fun and challenging variations, that's great. Keep things uh, fun and, and if you like variety, but you can also go to the freaking gym and do the same thing every time, twice a week for 15 minutes total, and get tremendous fitness benefits once a week 
for 12 minutes is the protocol that uh, Doug McGuff's research suggests is the optimal uh, frequency, which is such an amazing mind blower. Same with OsteoStrong and Dr. John Jaquish, the inventor of uh, OsteoStrong and is the inventor of the X3 bar, uh, puts up a lot of research on his Instagram account, uh, suggesting that uh, just a minimal commitment to fitness delivers the most benefits. In fact, his X3 bar workout protocol, uh, the, you know, the tagline is 10 minutes a day, um, and he wants you to do it um, six days a week. And so that's an hour total. That's not a big commitment to fitness. And the only thing I have to say about that is that the workout is so hard as directed, where you go to total muscular failure on this variable range of motion uh, straps that are, are aligned with force production by the joints. It's a great invention. Um, it's so difficult that that might even be too much. I was not able to do it six days a week for 10 minutes. I would only do it a couple few days a week. Anyway, um, a little goes a long way is the point, okay? Um, here's another tidbit that you want to remember. Again, I'm giving you all these great takeaway tidbits, even if you don't enroll in the course. But if you have any interest in getting more sophisticated with your fitness knowledge, you will love this course. Um, every set that you perform at every workout uh, are best performed to technical failure. And technical failure is different than total failure. Technical failure is the point at which your form becomes compromised even slightly due to fatigue in the primary muscles. Um, if you try to perform exercises to absolute muscular failure, a lot of times what happens on those last few reps is your form becomes compromised and you start recruiting unintended muscle groups and putting joints in compromising stressful positions to get the work done. Uh, my favorite simple example is you're standing up straight, you grab a, a, a dumbbell and you perform a set of 20 bicep curls and you're taking good care to keep your core stabilized, your posture nice and tall, a straight and elongated spine. But once you get to 17, 18, wherever it is that you start to feel that bicep start to go, what often happens and you see people in the gym is they start rocking and rolling. And so you can see they're uh, recruiting some momentum by uh, moving the spine and taking it out of that straight and elongated position and kind of leaning into uh, their lower back while enduring spinal flexion, the compression of the spinal discs, in order to hoist the weight. Um, that's how we get injured uh, lifting up boxes in the warehouse or what have you. And so this concept of technical failure, where instead of just working until your muscles can't lift the weight anymore, you become highly attuned to that point where you realize that your form is breaking, and that's when you stop the set. Um, similarly, uh, when you're doing something like a sprint workout, you want to honor this concept of delivering a consistent quality of explosive effort during each repetition. And when I talk about sprinting, consistent quality of effort means that each sprint down the running track or down the field, let's say you're running the length of a football field, uh, consistent quality means that your time is similar as well as your degree of difficulty of the rep. And so this is a perceived, let's say on a scale of a one to a hundred, you're going to deliver an 87 in honor of Jakob Ingebrigtsen. So you're going to go at uh, what seems like an 87 out of 100 effort, and you're going to look at your watch, and it says uh, 18 seconds. And so your second rep, 
your third rep, your fourth rep, all want to feel like an 87% effort. In other words, you don't want to have to go to the well and kick it up to 95% where you're really breathing harder after or you're feeling that effort and more strain and taking uh, much longer to recover. Um, and Nor do you want to see your times getting slower in, other, in order to preserve that 87% commitment. Right. So if you're hitting 18 seconds, 18, 18, a little bit of attrition is acceptable, right? 19, whatever. And then you come in at 21 seconds. This is the point where you can curtail the set, curtail the workout because you're experiencing cumulative fatigue and the quality of your effort, as represented by the time, uh, is starting to diminish. Similarly, if you experience any uh, imperfection in technique or new uh, strain or um, uh, loading of muscles that uh, feels uh, inappropriate, that's another time to cut the workout. And what I often feel uh, on my seventh or eighth sprint, for example, is a little bit of tightness accumulating in the lower back in the latter stages of my eighth sprint. And so that's my signal. Boom, I'm done because that's different and new compared to what I experienced during the fifth, sixth, and seventh, even if I hit the same time uh, and so forth. So that's what consistent quality of effort means. I'm pleased to present B-Rad Grass-Fed Whey Protein Isolate Superfuel, the absolute highest quality, all-natural protein supplement infused with creatine that delivers everything you need to optimize your appetite for fat loss, recover quickly from workouts, and build and maintain lean muscle mass, the single most important attribute for aging gracefully. Our protein comes directly from small family farms in America's dairy land of Wisconsin. It's cold processed and micro filtered for maximum bioavailability and digestibility. So please don't mess with the many cheap commodity protein supplements that are ineffective, inferior, less pure, and often contain junk sweeteners, especially the plant-based offerings that are vastly less bioavailable than the gold standard of protein supplements that's whey protein isolate. Whether you're in your peak athletic years looking to grow and recover or in the older age groups trying to delay aging and decline, whey and creatine are widely agreed to be the most critical and effective supplements to take for the rest of your life. You can easily stir the superfuel in water or make a delicious smoothie every day. I'm certain that you're going to love the pleasant, light, natural vanilla bean and cocoa bean flavors. So try some on Amazon today. It's a huge hit with dozens of five-star reviews. Or you can order direct from bradnutrition.com with our buy three, get one free, and make the super fuel a centerpiece of your daily routine. Um, so with this chapter being devoted to uh, high-intensity, brief, explosive workouts, um, one thing we want to consider is the widespread fascination with what I call blended workouts. And blended workouts are where you're striving to obtain a cardiovascular slash endurance training effect as well as a uh, power explosive training effect. And this is a, a, a tall order. It's really a lot to ask of the body. And by and large, these workouts can easily become too stressful. So instead of performing um, a frequent uh, 
blended workout, it might be better and less stressful to uh, dedicate a training session or even a period of time during the year to building your endurance, where you're working at a comfortable pace, or building your power, your speed, and your explosiveness by workouts that don't last too long, that don't necessarily have that endurance training component to it because you're not going out there for an hour, an hour and a half. Uh, You're just working on your speed. And furthermore, you're taking extensive rest between hard efforts so that you can meet this objective of delivering a consistent quality of effort for the duration of the session. So when I'm talking about my sprints, Um, I'm going to do even as short as a 10 second sprint and rest for up to a minute after that, which is a long time to rest uh, after a 10 second sprint. It's certainly luxurious as Dr. Craig Marker calls it, my former podcast guest. And that is by design so that the overall stress impact of the workout is minimized and that you can focus on those uh, nice quality efforts each time on the third, the fourth, the fifth, the sixth, and the seventh. Unfortunately, what we see with mainstream fitness programming is this fascination with HIT, high intensity interval training. And what I'm observing with the uh, running groups out on the road or the stationary bicycling class at the typical gym or the boot camp or the other uh, workouts that are uh, guided um, by an instructor or the home-based training systems like the Peloton where they're putting you through a series of intervals, a lot of times this high-intensity interval training protocol calls for too many hard efforts with insufficient rest between them, and then the person is performing the workouts too frequently, and the workouts are lasting for too long of a duration. So you're trying to hit all these uh, checkpoints of cardiovascular fitness, also put out a little power and a little sprint effort uh, during an interval session, and it just gets to be too much. And so... um, Exhausting, depleting workout patterns are not the path to uh, fitness, happiness, enjoyment, sustainability. So again, when you're going hard, try to keep these workouts shorter in duration, take luxurious rest intervals between hard efforts, and then go home. You're done. And if you want to build your endurance, you're training for a wonderful summer hike to climb up a high mountain, guess what? You can go out there and take your time, um, put some time in on your feet, but keep that heart rate in the aerobic zone all the time. Um, Also in this chapter, we get into some technical uh, aspects where you're learning about uh, physiology, uh, learning about the planes of motion, uh, the body moving in the sagittal plane, the frontal plane, the transverse plane, how resistance exercises are are applicable. Um, We also talk about the kinetic chain. This is the way that the body transfers energy and force from one part to another. So when you talk about activating the entire kinetic chain, that means that from head to toe, especially the central nervous system, uh, is learning to execute these complex movements in an efficient manner by recruiting the entire kinetic chain. Um, We talk about force production, uh, some physics where uh, force production is mass times acceleration. Uh, We talk about the attributes that can build hypertrophy as opposed to uh, trying to strengthen existing muscle fibers versus trying to uh, build bigger muscle fibers and how uh, workouts differ depending on your goals. Um, And then we talk about the technique fundamentals that apply to all types of resistance exercises, Uh, things like preserving a straight and elongated spine, uh, inflating the diaphragm to uh, 
build a pocket of air that has protective properties to your spine when you're putting your uh, body under resistance load, especially your spine, like you're putting a weight on your back, right? So uh, these kind of things that you can transfer to many different exercises. Then we talk about what I consider to be the number one fitness breakthrough in decades, and that is the concept of micro workouts, demystifying, reducing the complexity of the fitness experience for all to realize that a miniature short duration burst of physical effort can be a great way to break up all the stillness aspects of your day and over time add up to deliver a wonderful fitness benefit. And the cumulative fitness benefits that you get from adding up that one set of pull-ups that you do once in a while when you walk under the door of your closet, or as I show on my YouTube videos, lifting the deadlift bar for a single set uh, after I throw the garbage out walking through the side yard where the deadlift bar is, dropping for a set of deep squats when you're at your work desk, at your cubicle. Even if you don't have any room or any time, in one minute you can get a fantastic workout. And there's so many benefits. One of them is breaking up those periods of stillness. One of them is getting those uh, significant boost in fitness without the energy cost and the potential recovery time. Uh, from performing a full duration workout. So you're flying under the radar. Um, you're also going to help with fat metabolism and cognitive function when you take little breaks from sitting and staring at a screen for long periods of time. And I found these to also elevate the platform from which I launch all types of formal workouts when I do sprinkle in a set here and a set there rather than do nothing, do nothing, do nothing, go to the gym and throw down for an hour. You get the difference. Okay, micro-workouts. And that brings us to chapter nine. And we have an entire chapter module dedicated to the, the quintessential functional human strength training movements of the deadlift and the squat. And when you uh, are able to learn these correctly and get a baseline level of competency, you experience a whole bunch of fitness benefits, anti-aging benefits. Um, you're showing that you have preserved some uh, mobility, flexibility, and good comprehensive strength through the major muscle groups of both the upper and the lower body. So, so the chapter goes through the assorted benefits of throwing these great exercises into your program. You can achieve rapid improvements in total body muscular strength without the risk of injury and exhaustion that comes from performing less difficult exercises for longer periods of time or exercises that have more impact trauma, such as sprinting. The deadlift is lauded for three major attributes, the capacity to load more weight than any other exercise, the high level of explosiveness and force production, and the numerous upper and lower body muscle groups involved. Deadlifting involves that key human uh, skill that we all want to have, which is the hip hinge. And that just means bending at the hips and keeping your straight and elongated spine, like we've talked about, uh, like an oil derrick or something, rather than the tendency 
of many humans when they bend over to curve the spine, to engage in spinal flexion, to lower their head or their hands uh, closer to the ground. And when you do that under resistance load, that's when you tweak something. So if you can get good at hip hinging, and of course that's how to deadlift correctly, then you can carry that over and those behavior patterns into all manner of everyday movement and be safer and more competent. Uh, So again, the deadlift starts with hinging at the hips to be able to grab the bar. Then you brace the core, you engage the glutes, the lower back, you tense the lat muscles. So you form this wonderful, uh, solid foundation. And then when you lift, it's the most simple act when you look at someone who's doing it well. And of course, we have all the written material as well as follow along videos in the course material so that you can see what you're learning as well. Uh, So you simply uh, stand up with the bar. The hip hinge goes in the reverse direction from the start. And you stand up to a standing position, preserving that straight and elongated spine, and especially uh, trying to keep your shoulders in that safe and retracted position rather than leave that position, for example, uh, lurching forward off of the line of your spine in order to um, get more power to lift the bar. And oh my gosh, there's nothing more annoying, frustrating, and cringeworthy than seeing the many, many examples of poor deadlifting technique that you can find on YouTube, on social media, because it's such a simple exercise. And it appears that a lot of people are going for numbers and trying to set a PR or do those crazy challenges like, can you deadlift 500 pounds and then go run a mile in under five minutes? I shouldn't say crazy, like that's pretty badass if you can do uh, a disparate fitness skill at the same time, like uh, show your incredible strength and then the speed and endurance required to run a fast mile, uh, but not when you <laughs> flex your spine in order to lift that bar. Uh, not that I'm a uh, certified strength training deadlift expert master. However, what I am is uh, 57 years old, so I can point my finger and tell you young folks, guess what? Go ahead and do that stupid stuff now. You will pay the price later. So uh, the cumulative effects of stress over the course of your lifetime from doing stupid shit like strength training and trying to get really strong while exhibiting poor form will have a cumulative effect and you will pay the price later. So take off a few of those plates. Don't worry about your numbers or your PR. Worry about exhibiting superior technique. And you will see a section on the videos when you take the course where we had a bystander. He was our Um, production expert, a Hollywood professional that helped us get the highest quality uh, video production throughout the course. And we said, hey, we need a a regular person, uh, not a strength training expert or a super fit person. And we want to film you being taught how to deadlift. And it was really, really difficult for him to exhibit these technique attributes while lifting up just a PVC pipe that weighs a couple pounds uh, because he'd never done it before. And it shows you how we all will benefit from backing up, slowing down a bit, taking some weight off, and just honing excellent technique. I say the same thing about running, sprinting, uh, jogging, and and I have that uh, viral video on YouTube, Brad Kern's Running Technique Instruction, where I break it down and tell you the basic fundamentals of how to run with efficient technique 
and minimal impact trauma and things that so many everyday recreational people just have never learned or disregard and they go plodding and shuffling down the path. You can hear them coming from too far away because there's too much slapping of the feet and that's lost energy potential because they're not running in a balanced and light manner like a deer or like another graceful animal. And so please watch the video if you spend time running, jogging, sprinting. Okay, and then we talk about the squat in the same uh, refrain where we're giving all the benefits, the technique attributes. Uh, this is so good for balance and stability and those major lower body muscle groups that are strongly correlated with longevity and poor squat competency is strongly correlated with an increased risk of the number one cause of uh, morbidity and demise in Americans over age 65, which is falling. And so if you can keep those balance attributes, keep that muscular strength and that bone density in your lower extremities, you're going to fare much better when it comes to your potential for falling. And if you do happen to fall, you're going to heal rather than break a bone. Um, it doesn't mean that you have to uh, load up a heavy bar. And I know a lot of gym goers and fitness enthusiasts will walk right by the muscle heads clanking and grunting uh, to head to their stair climbing machine. But if you can just get good at body weight squats, this is a wonderful attribute to carry into uh, lifelong health and functionality, uh, especially when you uh, develop the competency to do a deep squat. So we oftentimes uh, consider the squat to be the move where you lower down until your thighs are parallel to the ground and then you stand up and simply being able to do that is wonderful. But if you want to work uh, slowly and carefully over time to increase your range of motion to what we call the gold standard of ass to grass squatting, where your butt is all the way down, uh, hopefully really close to the bottom, your knee joint is completely uh, closed, and then be able to stand up from there. And of course, if you have a poor muscular strength or uh, poor uh, knee health at this point, um, that's going to be really difficult, and you're going to find that natural limitation point somewhere down as you're lowering, perhaps near parallel. Same thing if you have tight and or weak hip flexors and weak glutes. You're not going to be able to lower into those positions without falling down. So there are progression exercises, there are drills, uh, the Instagram sensation Ben Patrick on his channel Knees Over Toes Guy on Instagram uh, talks about how he's healed from uh, severe knee problems and multiple surgeries by working these advanced positions or he's trying to lower all the way down or he's doing a lunge and bringing his knees uh, far beyond the placement of his foot, his toe. That's why he calls himself knees over toes guy because he's showing drills and exercises and a complete fitness protocol that runs counter to the oftentimes advice that we've heard about uh, lower down in the lunge, but keep your knee uh, do not extend it beyond your toes. And so challenging these joints uh, beyond your comfortable range of motion over time very carefully uh, can deliver great fitness benefits for more joint resiliency. And you can see me on Instagram doing things like the uh, reverse Nordic curls where I uh, lower down backward onto the mat with my knees still touching the mat. Uh, and the Nordic curls where I'm going the other direction, working on the hamstrings. And I believe these are important elements to uh, throw in to your fitness programming at whatever level you're at. 
But of course, there's safe progressions that we don't want to misunderstand by watching these hot shots and then trying to do it the next day. And I've definitely uh, been too ambitious and uh, you know tried to to jump into something like Nordic curls and tweak something a little bit. And then, you know, it takes two weeks for that thing to resolve because I just had no business doing that until I was a little better, little better. And that brings us to module 10, chapter 10, resistance exercise, where we talk about the various modalities, free weights, body weights, machine and kettlebell exercises. So first we hit the squat and the deadlift, and now we get into uh, more details about uh, the best ways to use these different attributes. Uh, free weights are often intimidating to most fitness enthusiasts, but in many ways, they can deliver the most comprehensive fitness benefits because you're obligated to balance the weight in space. And so you're recruiting uh, stabilizer muscles and other attributes that aren't necessary, for example, when you're working in a machine setting where you're sitting down and are anchoring your body uh, and not having to move or balance it through space. Uh, that said, um, I think a lot of people get confused with all the debating and the recommending and someone asserting that this is the best and these, are the, these aren't as good. Anything you do in the form of resistance exercise is going to be a fantastic health and fitness benefit. So it's your personal preference. It's your uh, comfortable starting point where you don't have to feel intimidated and maybe you never touch a free weight or you don't consider it for three years where you've become super competent working your way through the machines. But at some point, as we discuss in the course, it is a nice idea to aspire to go over there and learn how to do uh, something such as a weighted squat where you're holding the barbell on your back and you're lowering down and you're sensing, experiencing the difference between having that barbell running through a track, a vertical track, like you see on what's called the Smith machine, um, much, much safer, right? And much easier, uh, but a slightly uh, better functional fitness stimulation from doing things free weights. And we also talk about the Olympic lifts, which are the super advanced, uh, moves that you see in the Olympic Games, the snatch, the clean and jerk. These are compound, full body functional movements, very high degree of difficulty. They are a centerpiece of the CrossFit experience and in many cases can become uh, ill-advised or dangerous, especially if you're fatigued sort of at the end of the workout and someone's asking you to perform a set of 10 snatches or something. Uh, but again, they have so many fitness benefits. That's why the elite athletes use them in a variety of sports, not just uh, actual lifters. And so once you climb up those steps to get better and better at an assortment of strength training exercises, these are some things that you can consider uh, throwing in and trying to become competent in, perhaps starting with the PVC pipe, like I discussed, and uh, another option for fun and interest and getting better and getting more benefits. Uh, we talk about isolation exercises like calf raises, tibialis anterior raises, farmer's walks, walking lunges. Um, these are sort of uh, throw-in attributes that can complement your performance and your competency in the full body functional movements. So again, we're just putting all the pieces together. Yes, it's great to learn how to deadlift with the hex bar, which is really simple and safe. And then we can throw in these other ones and uh, have you with a complete education of all the great things that you can do in the gym. Um, we talk about the difference between upper body and lower body exercises and the difference in muscle fiber makeup where uh, a lot of times the upper body is more percentage of slow twitch 
in comparison to the lower body, which is often uh, more percentage of fast switch muscle fibers. And these are across all humans, even if you happen to be a high percentage fast fast twitch person in general, like a sprinter strength performer uh, versus an endurance athlete who might be a greater percentage of slow twitch in general across all the muscle groups. But that disparity between the upper body and lower body is one reason why it's a lot easier to become sore uh, with your legs than it is uh, with the major muscle groups of the upper body. I didn't even know that until recently, and it makes so much sense. And other things that it uh, might connote that you can perform uh, difficult, challenging upper body exercises more frequently, perhaps, than uh, the heavy-duty lower body exercises like the squat and the deadlift, because uh, it's more difficult from uh, not only the potential muscle soreness perspective, but also uh, the uh, central nervous system fatigue from firing so many large muscle groups when you're asked to perform deadlift and squat. Then we talk about the primal essential movements. And these are four different full body functional exercises that collectively represent a lot of the uh, base human movements throughout evolution, right? The way we moved our bodies, uh, push-ups, pull-ups, squats, and planks are the four primal essential movements. And what's great about those are they're safe, they're easy to learn, and there are progression exercises for each one uh, based on your uh, current level of fitness competency. So you can do a chair-assisted pull-up or a wall push-up or a bench push-up, and then improve, do the sufficient number of reps to load those muscle groups, and then over time work toward competency in the the baseline movement of a proper push-up off the ground or a pull-up up to the bar. All right, guess what? That brings us to chapter 11, uh, sprinting and jumping, one of my favorite chapters because those are two of the most beneficial and quintessential human movements, and the best way to quickly achieve fantastic fitness benefits, especially dropping excess body fat, because these are so explosive, and the demand placed on the body to do something like sprint or jump in the air uh, causes all manner of genetic and hormonal signaling to become lean and strong and reduce excess body fat. So I think we'll leave off here, and we'll jump into the final chapters on the next segment of the show. You can absorb the great material that you learned here covering chapter eight about high intensity exercise, chapter nine about the deadlift and the squat, and chapter 10 about the many other forms of resistance exercise. Thank you so much for listening to this series. And again, go over to primalhealthcoach.com and look at all the educational opportunities they have, but especially the Primal Fitness Coach certification that we just launched and are super excited about. We're getting great feedback already from students. You'll learn about the educational experience and the certification that you get. And it's been really fun to be part of this. And now finally, after two years of hard work behind the scenes, launch it to the world. So thanks for listening. I'm pleased to present B-Rad grass-fed whey protein isolate Superfuel, the absolute highest quality, all-natural protein supplement infused with creatine that delivers everything you need to optimize your appetite for fat loss, recover quickly from workouts, and build and maintain lean muscle mass, the single most important attribute for aging gracefully. 
Our protein comes directly from small family farms in America's dairy land of Wisconsin. It's cold processed and micro-filtered for maximum bioavailability and digestibility. So please don't mess with the many cheap commodity protein supplements that are ineffective, inferior, less pure, and often contain junk sweeteners, especially the plant-based offerings that are vastly less bioavailable than the gold standard of protein supplements that's whey protein isolate. Whether you're in your peak athletic years looking to grow and recover or in the older age groups trying to delay aging and decline, whey and creatine are widely agreed to be the most critical and effective supplements to take for the rest of your life. You can easily stir the superfuel in water or make a delicious smoothie every day. I'm certain that you're going to love the pleasant, light, natural vanilla bean and cocoa bean flavors. So try some on Amazon today. It's a huge hit with dozens of five-star reviews. Or you can order direct from bradnutrition.com with our buy three, get one free, and make the super fuel a centerpiece of your daily routine. Thank you for listening to the show. I love sharing the experience with you and greatly appreciate your support. Please email podcast at bradventures.com with feedback, suggestions, and questions for the Q&A shows. Subscribe to our email list at bradkearns.com for a weekly blast about the published episodes and a wonderful bi-monthly newsletter edition with informative articles and practical tips for all aspects of healthy living. You can also download several awesome free ebooks when you subscribe to the email list. And if you could go to the trouble to leave a five or five star review with Apple Podcasts or wherever else you listen to the shows, that would be super incredibly awesome. It helps raise the profile of the BRAD podcast and attract new listeners. And did you know that you can share a show with a friend or loved one by just hitting a few buttons in your player and firing off a text message? My awesome podcast player called Overcast allows you to actually record a soundbite excerpt from the episode you're listening to and fire it off with a quick text message. Thank you so much for spreading the word. And remember, be rad.